Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. End of the year. You are still around. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him. Thank you. Though you may have have achieved all that you set yourself to achieve by the grace of God, God is never too late. God is always on time. He's a God who will come through for you at any moment. Just lift your voice. Lift your voice and just thank him. Just thank him, somebody. Just thank him. Just show your gratefulness. Let him know you are grateful. Let him know you are appreciative. You appreciate the fact that you are still around. You appreciate the fact that you are in church. Just thank him. Just thank him. Show gratitude to God. Show gratitude to God. Show gratitude to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mala mama, lebanda kabora mazande kabe, lebanda la baba la baba, mande lebras kabado, lebalaba, mande lebras santa kabrando kabe, lebayaba, 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 mande la baba baba, oh yes, mande kebele bebe, londe ba shanto kaboriani. It's a God with whom all things are possible. All things are possible with Him. Oh, yes, God will come through for you. God will make a way for you. God will come through for you. He will make a way for you. Let's show him gratitude. Show him thanks. The Bible says, let everything that has bread praise the Lord. Show him thanks. Show him appreciation. Just thank him for who he is. Thank him for who he is. Thank him for who he is. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We give you the glory. In bad times, in all times, in the 
always with us. Say to somebody that God is with me and God is with you. Say no matter what, God is still with us. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know why the church is half, but I want to preach. Amen. Ask your friend, because of the people you didn't bring, can you see what you have done? Say to somebody, can you see what you have done? The people you didn't bring, you brought only half. So the church is half. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the topic for discussion this morning is a question. Amen. Ask your neighbor a question. Ask your neighbor a question. You can ask him, am I looking? How am I, how am I looking? <laughs> the question is, is anyone thirsty? Is anyone what? Thirsty. John chapter 7. And 
verse 37. It's 81, 30. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you thirsty? It's 81, 30. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Hallelujah. Is any man thirst? Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And they said, Many of the people, therefore, when they heard the saying, said of a truth, This is the prophet. Next verse. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no one laid hands on him. Then came the officers of the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto him, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man speak like this man. So you see, just the words was putting people to fright. Uh, just the words. Remember when they came to arrest him in the garden? Uh, he am I, and they started falling. His words were very powerful. So these officers, they work for the Pharisees. They're like policemen for the Pharisees. Uh, so they went back and reported, and it's like, why didn't you bring him? Why have you come, you know, without him? He said, never man speak. It's too much. The words were full of power. Next verse, please. Then answered them, the Pharisees, are ye also deceived? So the people who were sent, no? They, they, they didn't understand why. Because, I mean, I remember years ago in Ghana, we had this policeman who, you know, most of them were not educated. They called them Ajekoti. We used to call them that way. Those young ones, you didn't know. And they had only one Sentence or one commanded and know. Master say, make I bring you. <laughs> Master say, there's nothing that you will say that they will know. They used to wear this thing with some this tie around it. See, you boy, I don't know when you were born. <laughs> but all that they know to say is, Master say, make I bring you. So whatever you say is, is not important. Master say. And they were very strong. 
So he could easily hook your trouser and take you if you don't go willingly. So these Pharisees had these type of guys who only obey such instructions. So as they have come and they have not brought him, and they are now explaining, you know, it's like something has happened to these guys. That's why the training that they've given them, something has happened to them. Put the scripture back. Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed on him? They were very surprised. Go on. But these people who know it not the law are cursed. Mm. So you could see that Jesus Christ, his sayings and the teaching of the word brought about different responses. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that many believed. Isn't that the case? Go take, put that, that scripture back. Many believed on him. Eh? But these people who go back, have any of the, no, go back. Keep going back. You are not going back enough. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, eh, said of a truth, this is the prophet. Hallelujah. This is who? The prophet. Then also others said, this is the Christ. This did not They believed. Amen. So in church, anytime word of God is preached, there are many reactions. Make sure that you are part of this first group. Amen. Because what will happen to you, the effect of the word on your life is dependent on your response to the word. So there are these categories. And the first group is those who believe. This is the Christ. This is the Christ. This is a prophet. This is the prophet. Not the prophet, but the prophet. This is the Christ. Amen? Amen. And when you see the words coming, you say, this is the prophet. You know, the words coming are coming to deliver you. Amen. I come to bring a great change in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, verse 42, 41. Others said, this is the Christ. But then there are others. Say, but some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? So this is a second set of people. Eh? Shall what? Christ come out of Galilee. Have not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So they don't even know him. Where he's coming from? They assume he's coming from Galilee. Amen. So this is a second set of people who question the word of God. And they ask sarcastic questions. Eh? What is the meaning of sarcastic? <laughs> Annoying, questions. Annoying questions. Doubtful. Eh? Even the face with which they ask the question. You know, somebody can ask a question, but the face alone is a big message. Now you suffering. Like I said, <laughs> it's a big question. Like this, you can say, Oh, who free? Oh, he's free. OBM, mean, can he? So, asking questions sarcastically, 
mockingly. So that's the second set of people who hear the word. In unbelief, there's yet also a worse set. Back to the scripture. Had not the scripture said on and on, then verse 43. So there was a division among the people because of him. So you can see the opinion is dividing the people. Verse 44. And some of them would have taken him. That's the worst type of people. But no man laid hands on him. So there are those who believe. There are those who question, but they don't, they don't say anything. And there are those who want to take him. There are those who want to report him on Facebook. Amen? They want to report him on Facebook and where else? And Reverend Harold said Twitter. And Twitter and where else? Hey, uh, Reverend Sabah said Instagram. Means that the pastors are now on the, on the, on the move. And on TikTok. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Where, which, there, are there any modern ones that have come? What? Stand chat. Say this is why I call stand chat. Snap chat. Bishop, you must say snap chat. Remember, do you know of any latest? Eh? And that chatter is AI. Use artificial chat. Chat GPT. Mommy. <laughs> so you can see that when the word of God comes, look, the same message. We were all in Mampo when prophet preached. But the people had different things. Different things. People take, people are blessed by the message. Somebody says, ah, is this thing they are complaining about? It's a very powerful thing. Some people question in their mind, they will not say anything. But there are others too who react in the wrong way. And so Jesus Christ experienced all these type of people. Are you with me? Are you understand what I'm saying? But the key thing that he has said, they don't focus on it. Go back to the verse 40. Or 37. That's where he said it. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. And he cried like he was shouting. Saying, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Hallelujah. Let him come unto me and drink. Amen. 38. Then he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So that water that Jesus Christ will give you it's a water that when you drink, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. If out of your belly is flowing rivers of living water, in the yourself, how can you test? Right. You cannot test. Right. John chapter 4 and verse 4. And he must please go through Samaria. Is anyone test? That's the question. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So the scripture is describing that it actually took place in a place and it's telling where it happened. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well and it was about the sixth hour. 
So Jesus Christ was ministering powerfully up and down. And the Bible says he was wearied. Just say, what bread? Hallelujah. Next verse. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. Amen. Amen. Now, recently I heard prophets say something like, look, there's no word in the scriptures that is a useless word. There's no punctuation. So pay attention. Next verse. He said, for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, as a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? <laughs> Amen? For the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. This woman was surprised that this rabbi that he was looking would lower himself so much. Because the Jews looked down on the Samaritans. Are you with me? Are you understanding? In the first place, rabbis don't talk to women like that. Like rabbi talking to a woman in town. I mean, it doesn't happen. If it is, they will tell a woman's husband to go and tell the woman. But rabbi talking to a woman, no. And then number two, a Jew talking to a Samaritan. Can you see how Jesus Christ is lowering himself? Then number three, he asking her for a favor. So before Jesus Christ was going to minister to this woman, Jesus Christ was demonstrating by his own life eh, the importance of humility. Because he had to humble himself to talk to a woman. He had to humble himself to talk to a Samaritan. Some people that they look down on and not just saying good afternoon Samaritan woman, but asking the woman for something. I think it's great humility. Hallelujah. It's great humility. Amen. Next scripture. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink. Remember what Jesus Christ said? That is, is any man thirsty? Let him come. So he's saying, if thou knewest the gift of God, hmm? and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. He was trying to tell the woman that you don't know who you are talking to. But if you know, you would have asked him for something. Now look at the next verse. The woman said, to thee, say, thou hast nothing to draw with. It's like somebody is ministering to you and the person also has problems. And you are trying to focus on the person's problems. Because as you are holding, you are not holding any cup. You are not holding any bucket with a rope on it. And it says, and the well is deep. The person that is ministering to you has marital problems. Yet God is using him to minister to you. But you are looking at the marital problems. You are looking at his infirmities. You have heard that he has even taken some loan from the bank he has not paid. And then you are looking at that. You have heard stories that may not even be true. But you are focusing on those stories. Instead of focusing on what he's trying to do to you. He said, you don't have a bucket. 
You don't have this. Even this well is very deep. Eh? He said, from whence then hast thou that living water? <laughs> Twelve. And many questions. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Many questions. So they were like those who, when Jesus Christ said, if you test, come. Eh? And they began to ask questions. Look, I mean, this man, is, I mean, come on, how can this be the Christ? Eh? Can Christ come from uh, where? Galilee. Isn't the Bible said that Christ will come from Bethlehem and all that? I mean, who is he? That is what most of us do with the word of God. We question the word of God in our minds. We don't accept it wholeheartedly. But Jesus Christ is saying that if any man thirsts, let him come. Next verse. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. This guy was not trying to tell her I have a bucket or the well is not, is cocoa for me. He said, Whoever drinketh of this water, eh? This water that you are seeing will test again. I don't know what water you are drinking in your life. You know, water is drunk to quench tests. And there are different kinds of tests in our lives. And we drink so many different types of waters. We don't quench our tests. But Jesus Christ is saying that if you test, come to him. If you test, come to him. Now look at what happened. He said, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall in him eh, be what? Shall give him, that I give him, shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So when you drink from Jesus, no matter your own problem, so long as you have drunk from Jesus, eh, the water, number one, is quenching your thirst, and that same water is also affecting others. Hallelujah. Because now inside of you is the well. Inside of you is something that is flowing. Inside of you is not just something for you, but God has given you something that is going to flow to others. That's why he's saying, is any man tests? Is any man tested? Let him come to me. I don't know what waters you are drinking, but the waters that Jesus Christ will give, he said, it will be in you a well. That's why you see a man of God with problems, but then there's a well of water in him. You see a man of God with challenges, but there's a well of water in him. He hasn't got a bucket to fetch the water, but there's a well of water in him. He may not be solving his own problem, but there's a well of water in him. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. And that well of water is there. Number one, if he's humble to affect himself. And number two, to affect the people that God has given to him. Amen. Go back to the scripture. Next 15. Look at the woman. The woman said unto him, Say, give me this water that I first not. Neither come I either to draw. Jesus Christ has already taught her humility by he himself lowering himself to talk to this woman at the well. He himself lowering himself to talk to this Samaritan. He himself lowering himself to ask this woman for something. After somebody has lowered himself so much, you melt. Hallelujah. And I'm saying Jesus Christ has lowered himself to us to even die on the cross. A shameful death for us. And the woman did the right thing. 
He says, say, give me to drink. Say, give me to drink. Many of us are thirsty, but we are not asking God to give us to drink. We rather chase after many things that we think will quench our thirst. But Jesus Christ is saying that, is anyone thirsty? Church, as we draw close to the end of the year, the question I'm asking you, are you thirsty? What are you using to quench your thirst? Go back to the scripture. The woman said unto him, sir, give me to drink. Give me this water. It's my prayer that we all ask God for the water. Amen. The water that when you drink inside of you, it suddenly becomes a well. Wow. What kind of water is this? Eh? Suddenly it becomes what? A well. <laughs> a well inside of you. Amen. That I test not, neither come either to draw. Next verse. Just said unto you, go, call thy husband. You see, when you come to Jesus and you ask him to give you to drink, now he begins to deal with your situation. Because this woman has been, uh, was it a prostitute? No, it was, a prostitute. It was a, an idol. Marianne, Marianne, I mean, Chese. No man was satisfying her. I don't know what the men were doing or what they were not doing, right? But certainly they were not satisfying her. Is that the case? So the woman had a, a thirst. But it was only when she humbled herself to say to Jesus, give me to drink. That now Jesus now began to address her situation. Go and bring me your husband. Because Jesus Christ knew that, that her problem is keeping to one husband. Or one husband keeping to her. <laughs> she was looking for love. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that do not satisfy. He was seeking for something. And then what? And then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from the well that never shall run dry. Like the woman. Like the woman. It's not only for women, no. It's for men also. I was seeking. There are men who are testing for things that do not satisfy. And I had a Savior speaking. Draw from the that never shall run dry. See my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. She lifted the cup. He said, Give me to drink. Oh, yes. This testing of my soul. Bread of heaven. I was seeking. What are you seeking for in this life? 
will give. I said the water that Jesus will give. He said that out of you shall flow rivers of living water because inside of you the water becomes a well. Inside of you the water becomes a well. I said inside of you the water becomes a well. Jesus who can fill that thirst in us. Because she has tried the first husband. You have tried the first wife. It's not easy. You try the second one. It's not easy. Until you come, you see, Jesus Christ, just sit down. Jesus Christ teaches us and he taught this woman humility because she had to come to that point where she knew that she needed help. Amen? 
And at times we are too proud to even seek for help. We are too proud to ask for help. He will know, he will know my situation. He will know my case. So I've actually tried a number of them. This Christ had to now teach her that look, even me, a rabbi, I'm in need of water because I was weary for my journeys. So the journey on which you are, you are also weary. You need help. If only we would open our mouth to ask for help. Ask God for help. Amen? Amen. Because as he was standing before Jesus Christ, there was no, Jesus Christ had not told him that he was born of Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate or anything. He has not suffered yet anyway. But he had not told him anything. So it was a man that he was dealing with. Amen? It was a man, a Jewish man that he was dealing with. A rabbi that he was dealing with. But then when he said to him, go and bring me <laughs> your husband. She has realized now they are bringing the case to her house. Hallelujah. And several times we beat about the bush with our problems. We beat about the bush with our challenges. But we don't deal with the real things. Amen. But Jesus Christ taught her how to hum- be humble and to deal with the real things. So she also had the courage now to ask for Jesus. Now give me that water. And it was after he asked for Jesus to give the water, that's when Jesus Christ now began. So it was the water now Jesus Christ began to minister to her. Hallelujah. Began to minister to her own life challenges. What she's gone through in her life. Amen. Now this was somebody who many people don't believe. Because she certainly is a husband snatcher. She has taken small many families. She has spoiled the life of mother's sons. <laughs> mother's sons. So people don't like her. But after Jesus Christ ministered to her because of her humility, now the Bible says when she went into town and told the story, the whole men in the town followed her. They did what? They followed her. <laughs> and they were not afraid. Their wives actually allowed their husbands to follow her. But this time there is something different about this woman. This woman has encountered a well. He has encountered living waters. Because when she went to town and she was ministering, certainly she was ministering something that was not of her own. Something that was coming from her. Because she has received something from Jesus. She was able to minister to the town people and the men in town. Hey. Of course, the men who were following some had ulterior motives. But this, the majority of them, their situation is what was reported to us. That they believed the woman. That was the first thing that happened. When you receive that living water, people will believe you. Hallelujah. Because out of you will come that well that Jesus Christ has put there. Hallelujah. He wasn't speaking of what he was speaking of the spirit. The spirit that Christ would deposit in you as you minister to people. You'll be amazed. You know, one gentleman came to my office just after service. He was 
The people have wild testimonies that they don't talk about. He was telling me, I don't know when, he said he's sending me a message. But he said, Trust, I came here. After I finished preaching and, you know, we've taken, uh, I think it was even after altar call. He said, no, I think, I, I said, I have to pray for favor, favor. So he said, I prayed and I came here. He said, for the first time in his life, something hit him and he fell. He said, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. And he said, he was brought forward and I prayed for him. I don't know. This is somebody, I mean, you know, there are some people who can be emotional. But this man, I don't think he can be. It's not that type. You know, like, imagine, I don't know who, like Rex, oh no. That something has come into Rex. It's, like, it's different. It's not easy. There are some people who see they're a bit emotional. On a Sunday morning, falling down in church. I mean, a top guy in this company. I wonder what to mention where he works. He said, favor. He said, after that, traveling. Traveling with his boss. He said, even his colleagues, he said, you have now become like what? Is it a Roman ambassador or something? He said, traveling. Traveling. Because Jesus Christ entered through the word. Amen. The word entered the woman and changed her. So now when she went to town, people believed that they followed her. So about your personality, nobody is following you. Because there's no well there. You are, you are thirsty. So you are not drunk. But when you are, you, when you are filled and you yourself, you begin to drink some, then people will also begin to follow you. But they'll know you will give them something to drink. Are you with me? Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. They will follow you because they know you have something that you can give. And so the whole men of the city followed this woman. This woman who is a woman of Samaria. They followed her. And the Bible said they believed because of what she said. Then later on the Bible said they believed because now they had Jesus Christ themselves. Hallelujah. So ask your neighbor, what are you using to quench your tests? What are you drinking? Amen? What are you what? Drinking. People drink so many things. Number one, things that people drink. People use money to quench their test. People are doing their face properly to sit down. They use what? Money. They think that by having working for money, looking for money, that test will go. And it's not going. I mean, there are those who don't have who are seeking. Is it, I mean... But there are those who even have in abundance yet. They will move heaven and earth to go for the money. I remember a story of one Nigerian head of state. They mentioned the money that he has stolen. And I realized that if this guy, if there was reincarnation, and this guy is to die and come back, die and come back, die and come back, even hundred times, there's no way he can spend that money. There's no way he can spend it. And each one 90 years. 
100 times, that's 9,000. He can't spend it. So there is something wrong. Are you with me? There is something wrong. Greed. That's why the Bible says the lack of money is the root of not some evil, but all evil. Money cannot quench your tests. Are you with me? Proverbs chapter 23 verse 5. Proverbs 23 verse 5. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? It said, for riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. You're on earth and riches are flying towards heaven. In that they are flying away from you. I'm not saying don't try to have money or be rich. No. But when that becomes your preoccupation to the detriment of your service to God, there is something wrong. And money does not quench anybody's tests. Are you with me? There are people they have, but it's like they are not satisfied. It's only Jesus Christ who can satisfy your tests. Amen. Only Jesus can satisfy you. It's only Jesus who can quench that test. That water when he gives you becomes in you like a well. Hallelujah. A well, springing water that comes forth out of you. Number two, I'm thinking about things that people think can quench their tests. Money cannot quench any tests. Amen? Because you don't have enough now, so you're not understanding. You will have enough one day. I say you will have enough one day. And you will realize that it does not quench any test in you. You will have enough. Say to somebody, I will have enough by the grace of God. Shelly, you have enough now, so you are not saying it. Lady Pastor said, but they're not saying to each other. God, they have enough. <laughs> Amen. Number two, men try to quench their thirst by seeking knowledge. I'm not saying don't go to school. That's what I'm saying. Don't be silly. But when seeking of knowledge, you see, people can acquire knowledge to the extent that they become stupid. They begin to question God's word. They begin to ask questions and somebody say, prove God to me in a test tube. I mean, when you say even this to a Y church or a LKK church child, he will look at you as if you are stupid. Are you with me? That prove God to me. Can you do you have any mathematical equation to prove that God exists? <laughs> it shows that you have learned to an extent now you are becoming mad. And many people seek knowledge to the detriment of the things of God. Now everybody is doing MBA and masters. Do it though. But as you do it, don't allow it. To quench and it's, yes, it's quenching people's ministries. Right. People are not able to do. I know some people in the church, 
They used to be very powerful shepherds. Now they are vanished. You look for them on Sunday, they are doing MBA. <laughs> they don't finish the MBA. When they finish the MBA, they want to do a PhD. And when you see them, the same type of shirt they are wearing, the same type of shirt. It does not change them. So you wonder. <laughs> and even the promotion for which they are doing the MBA, the promotion is not coming. Promotion comes from the Lord. Look, please, those who hear messages and take things out of context, hear me and hear me well. School is good. We have all bumped into school. I mean, I'm a professional city all over here. Hmm? It's a pharmacist. Engineer. Hmm? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bankers and pharmacists and lawyers, architects, hmm? electrical engineers. Professors, <laughs> top lawyers, architects, they are all here. They are all sitting in front of me here. So that's what we are saying. You see, but despite all that they have acquired, I mean, like this top lawyer, despite all his law and things, he was a, a pastor with many members. That today has left them to come home. Amen. So that's what we are talking about. Look at Professor Timothy. He's a professor. Until recently, he had a branch in where? Do you know I can't do blow? Even the name Christ doesn't sound very powerful. But he had a branch in I can't do blow. He's a professor and a lecturer. So that's what we are talking about. But when you acquire knowledge to the extent, eh? that now you become utterly useless. Then there's a problem. Because your knowledge is like, and the knowledge can even at times lead you to hell. Yeah. We should be careful. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 7. Ever learning. Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what we have called the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning. So we should be very careful. Learning cannot, I mean, there are people, they finish um, um, what, um, first degree. I have a friend, he finished first degree. When I was doing SEMA, he followed me. He also did SEMA. Then he did economics masters. Then his PhD. I mean, you have chopped 59, you are doing PhD. What are you going to do? <laughs> eh? Why? Ask the question, why? Ask the question again. I mean, why or oh why? Why or oh why? Postdoctorate, you see, and your car hasn't changed. You have not even bought bigger tires for your car. So knowledge, 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 ever learning. That is, I'm reading a scripture. Ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Only Jesus can satisfy. Only Jesus can satisfy. So in addition to everything that you are doing, know it for sure that it's only Jesus who can quench your tests. So he said, is anyone thirsty among you? Let him come. This woman was a very wise woman. You may see and talk about her in the village, 
You may talk about it, but she was very wise. She said, give me that water. That will not make me come back to this well. That will not make me look, come back to solve my problems with this man. Give me that water. It's only when you make that request that your solution, your situation now begins to be dealt with. Ecclesiastic 1.11 For in much wisdom is much grief. And in that increases knowledge, increases sorrow. It's the Bible. Because Solomon had great wisdom. But all those wisdom led him to foolishness. I don't know. That fool, someone became very foolish. He was now building uh, churches for idols. Solomon built a big church like Kodesh for idols. <laughs> after all the wisdom, after acquiring, 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 say so all is vanity. Number three, men try to quench their thirst by seeking pleasure. By seeking what? Pleasure. Boozing and doing all. It doesn't quench any test. You understand? Having many girlfriends. No, no, no. What do people do for pleasure? Eh? So if you became prepared long ago, you don't know these things. What do people do for pleasure? Parties. And drive from Accra to London. <laughs> it's a powerful adventure, isn't it? <laughs> when souls are dying. Amen. Number four. Now let me give you a scripture. First, first Timothy chapter four, verse three and four. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. When we walk in lasciviousness, Last, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, Jezepura, banquetings, <laughs> hey, and what? Abominable idolatries, just not just idolatry, but abominable types. Give us the verse 4. Wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same essence of riot. So you see, people who you do set things with, when you begin to tear yourself away, they begin to think there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Amen? There's nothing wrong with you. You have made the right choice. Hallelujah. Because all those things don't satisfy. Young men, they jump from parties to parties. I've experienced more of that in some three, four months in my life. Start party at nine, and we end up like five in the morning. There's a party, and then you drive there. Where at times I even go, even they don't even allow you inside. You are standing outside then. Then another message came. Oh, it's jamming here. Then we drive there. And it's so foolish. It's so unsensible. I mean, you go. You don't even give you. You don't even get anything to drink. I have experienced some 
one, one week. <laughs> All these friends. I mean, we, we're working at a big farm. My father's friends, um, uh, friends' children. I get a big farm. They say, oh, there's party. Be. Saturday, oh, we've come from the farm. We party from Saturday around 6 there to Sunday. I was wondering, what is all this? I don't think I even got one father to drink. One day I went to a jam. You know hot pants? Hot pants is just here. Who was she here? And I was trying to rap a girl. I was like 11 years old. Girl. Or 12. Or 12 or something. Just said the girl didn't understand English. Whatever you award. <laughs> she was dressed very nicely. I didn't know she didn't understand English. <laughs> so as I was talking, this girl was just looking at me in a very strange way. She was saying, mm, mm. <laughs> So I was with my friend, who is an Ashanti. So I called him to come and give interpretation. Right before me, my friend was smooching and kissing the girl. <laughs> he used my words <laughs> to. <laughs> I said, What is all this? <laughs> in fact, thanks be to God, I wasn't successful at all in those things. <laughs> so God saved me quickly. This friend gave interpretation to my raps. Right before me, he was kissing the girl. I had to turn my face and look somewhere else. Amen. It wasn't, it wasn't nice. <laughs> this hot pants should end here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number four, I'm preaching, okay? Is any man tests? I said, is any man tests? That's the question that Jesus Christ is asking us. Is any man testing? Men try to quench their thirst through alcohol. Through what? Isaiah 5.11 Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink that continue until night till wine inflame them. Just say, yeah, that's inflamed you. Yeah. And there are some people that live on alcohol. It gets to a point where now the alcohol shows on them. Their face becomes puffy. There's water retained all over in their, you know, in their bodies. And it kills. Result tells a story of this young man they brought to Kolebu. He was vomiting blood. The liver was gone. They said the young man vomited blood throughout the night. By morning he was dead. Because alcohol just destroys your liver. Do you understand? And the people who drink alcohol think they will forget about that. You see, when you drink and then the alcohol goes away, when you wake up, the problem is still there. And that's what the woman said. That give me that water. That when I drink, I will not come back to this well. Hallelujah. 
And that water comes from Jesus. Amen. It doesn't come from alcohol. As we are about to enter uh, Christmas. Some, of you, some people say, oh, as for Christmas, they just have to drink small. No, 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 no. That small that you drink, it may lead you to some foolishness that you will regret for the rest of your life. One day at Kolebu, they brought a certain trotro aplanke there to Kolebu. And this aplanke, I think, has drunk something. So when he dropped the people, the people dropped, they were asking for their change. He refused to give them the change. He was drunk. I mean, the guys actually beat him. Although they really beat him. They beat him, pa, they brought him to Kolebu. Ajay, Ajay, look, when you touch, <coughs> I was there. He said, wait, any part you touch, Ajay. Because the guys have really beaten him. He didn't die, but he was in real pain. Just because of some alcohol that made him foolish. Momentary foolishness. I was in a corporate dinner. We were all just a gentleman seated. After about one hour, one voice began to go up. A nice gentleman, though, about two or three tables away. And his voice was going up. His voice was going up. It got to a point the wife felt so embarrassed. The wife had to go and pull him out and take him home. I don't know. Some people, when they see drinks, it's like they don't see, they don't see. Some before, it's like what you drink is appetizing. So when they see like whiskey or gin, they want to drink as much as possible. And those who take the lace coke with appetition. <laughs> be careful. I say be what? Be careful. And there are people who want to drink small so they can become brave and they can talk. The Holy Spirit can give you and make you brave. Amen. I was a very shy person as I was growing up. But look at me today. I'm freely preaching and walking around. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And that's what Jesus Christ was describing. He said, that water will be in you, living water. So he was speaking of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever alcohol can do for you and destroy you, Jesus, through the living water, can do greater things for you. Amen. This Christmas, say no to alcohol. I say, say no to alcohol this Christmas. Those of you who after 31st service, then you go and jam. When you go there, say, fantasy, you don't get. It's all foolishness. Are you with me? I'm ending. Number five. Men try to quench their thirst with sex. That one, eh? Hey, some, if you're a wife, you're saying that one, you're trying to talk to your husband. I'm not talking about husbandry sex. <laughs> Amen. They tend to quench their tests. There was this young man Bishop was talking about in his book. He said he was, like he was fed up with sex. It meant that he had had his full share of life's sex <laughs> or a lifetime because even 85 year olds are not tired of sex 
So a young man of 30 something, if you are tired of it, then you have really, really gone very far. And say 85 years old are not even tired. But they'll be having it moderately. <laughs> Everything in moderation. <laughs> some are having babies at 80. Yeah, it's approved what I'm saying. You know someone like that? Yes. Hallelujah. And at times people get tired of it and they begin to have sex with animals. Oh, yeah. I guess the latest in town. Not town. In Europe. I mean, as far back long ago, I remember when my wife was in Columbus, Ohio. It was in World Harvest Church. The church went to a certain nightclub. And they were picketing there holding a placard. Jesus loves you. So the nightclub lost business. And the nightclub owner sued the church. So when the thing went, the judge, I mean, he was asking what the church was doing. And the evidence, there were pictures. The church said, oh, they were showing placard. Jesus loves you. So the judge said, ah, you mean Jesus loves you? This I know. Is that what? The judge threw the case out. Because the people were, people were just saying Jesus loves you. <laughs> so if you stop business, you lost be, you lost, because people go there to have sex with animals. Yeah. And these are rich because it's very expensive. <laughs> You pay very, they pay a lot of money. It's not like, you know, the prostitutes, uh, $500 water. They pay a lot of money for that one. So you can see how far people have gone. Can I drink water? Yes, yes. To quench my test. <laughs> to activate the living water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Sex cannot quench any test of yours. So men go looking for anything at all in skirts. You don't even like women in trousers. Skirts. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's only Jesus who can quench you. Last but not the least, men try to quench their test by endless hard work. Hard work. Just say, you see somebody, the work is doing, the money like, that's it, we need it. I mean, you can taper down small, but endless hard work. Hard work is good, though, but not always. Endless hard work. And that is to satisfy something, a certain test in them. Are you with me? To satisfy certain tests. But Jesus Christ said what is important. John chapter 4 and verse 14. It says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Hmm? Shall be where? In him, a well of water springing up unto eternal life. Men and brethren, I want us to know that it is only Jesus who can quench our tests. I don't know what you are searching for in this life. There are girls who want to be satisfied by men. There are young men who are satisfied by elderly women. 
there are people, so many different types of things that they are seeking for. They try this, they try that, and you keep on trying many things. But there's one thing that you just have to come to. That is, ask Jesus to quench your tests. Be wise like this woman of Samaria. She said, give me to drink so that I will not come back to this world. Whatever you use in satisfying or quenching your tests, it will not work. There is only one thing that works. And that is the water that comes from Jesus. Rise on your feet. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. The bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Lift your hands to the Lord. I lift I lift it up Lord Come and quench The stain of my soul Bread of heaven Feed me till I want No more Fill my cup Lord fill it up And make me
heart is beating. You must know that you need to surrender your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. It's never too late. There's still room here for you. Wherever you are. Before we pray, in the next one minute, I want you to leave your seat and come right now, quickly. Come right now. Don't delay. Don't leave this place not knowing Jesus. Don't leave this place not having Jesus Christ in your heart. Don't leave this place not surrendering your life to Jesus. In this season, it's very dangerous to walk in Accra without Jesus. You want to leave your seat and come right now. We are praying in the next 20 seconds. Pray in the next 20 seconds. Those of you who want to just lift your two hands. Come around, come around into the mercy. Lift your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. Congregation, let's pray together with them. Pray this prayer. Make it your own prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I come to you and I ask you to please forgive me. Open your mouth. Say, to please forgive me of all my sins and all my wrong ways. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life so that one day I will go to heaven when I die. Please help me to be a good Christian, to be a strong Christian, to come to church every Sunday to serve you the rest of my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Say, Heavenly Father, please give me the Holy Spirit. Please give me the Holy Spirit to help me in my work with you. Thank you. Jesus name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.